What's up, people? Allow me to, to allow me to introduce to you to the first ever gaming-driven dad pit stop. Um, I'm your host T, and uh, this is where folks like you and me can come hang out and basically talk shop. Um, while I'm gonna share a couple of interesting news articles with you. Fair warning, though. Uh, this is also going to be an area where I kind of play it fast and loose, if that's the right term for it. Um, so basically that means um, less editing, less planning, and just overall more doing. So I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen or how it's going to play out, but hey, it should be fun, right? Um, I'm doing that because I really need the practice. Uh -huh. And uh, experience is the best teacher, right? So let's get started. All right. So I'm going to pull up an article for you guys, okay? Now, I guess we'll start with this one since it's the first one up. <laughs> All right. It goes like this. This is for Motor Trend, by the way, in case you can't see that. Um, but New York City traffic cameras with mics are now ticketing noisy cars. Oh, man. This, I'm going to start off on a bad note, right? Because this, this actually sucks. It says right here underneath, New York City really has decibel meters that can automatically ticket motorists right now. And there's no telling where this tech is headed next. So it could be coming to a city near you. I'm really hoping it doesn't. <laughs> Nobody wants this mess. How the hell are you going to get ticket for, you know what I mean? Just a microphone going, yeah, no, that's too loud. And here you go. Here's your ticket for being too loud. But let's get into the story itself. A BMW M3 owner was ticketed in New York for violating the city's noise code after being recorded and photographed by a new type of traffic camera that can measure the decibel levels near the roadway as a vehicle passes. These new devices can automatically issue a ticket if the car exceeds noise thresholds. More reports indicate we could expect to see more new noise cameras popping up nationwide. Oh man, that as hopefully they can just go to California and leave everybody else the hell alone. <laughs> okay. Now, what if you Okay, so like try to look at the bright side of things, right? If they have microphones on these traffic cameras, I wonder if you can like run by it and just like completely fart into the microphone <laughs> or something like that, right? That'd be freaking hilarious. Maybe uh, maybe the only way you can beat this is like driving around with a freaking air horn and just going, mm. <laughs> maybe just to confuse the microphone. I don't know. But let's get back into the article. It says the ticket was issued by New York's Department of Environmental Protection, posted to the Lowered Congress Facebook page and reported on by Road and Track. It instructs the owner of the car to have the allegedly non compliant muffler repaired or replace and to take the vehicle to a DEP location for inspection once complete. It's New York City so in the case of this ticket the owner happens to have been asked to report to an actual sewage treatment plant. 
which must be where the DEP conducts some of its vehicle inspections. And that's weird. You got to go to like a sewage place just to get your car checked out. I, I don't know. But in 80, but in $875, holy shit. The charges threaten if the vehicle owner does not comply and additional fines are threatened if the notice goes unanswered. Here's how the city's letter describes the operation of traffic camera. In quotes here, your vehicle has been identified as having a muffler that is not in compliance with section 386 of the vehicle and traffic law, which prohibits excessive noise from motor vehicles. Your vehicle was recorded by a camera that takes a picture of the vehicle and the license plate. In addition, a sound meter records the decibel level as the vehicle approaches and passes the camera. Honestly, that, what? That's so freaking whack, yo. Okay, now, after a whole bunch of nonsense, I guess, it says New York City doesn't appear to be the first program to use similar anti-noise traffic camera tech. In fact, just this week, the city of Knoxville, Tennessee, announced a similar program to crack down on noisy motorists using what is called noise cameras from UK manufacturer Intelligent Instruments LTD. Boo. <laughs> Knoxville's trial program is designed to record all vehicle data when the traffic camera is triggered, including audio levels as the car passes by. Okay, so I guess it's not just always listening to the sound. I think you have to like well, trigger the camera and then it starts recording audio. I, so I guess don't speed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> speed limits are, you know, just mere suggestions anyways, right? <laughs> and then the vehicle data is uploaded to a server where an actual human technician then decides to proceed with issuing a ticket or not. Well, if you work there, uh, just go ahead and say no. Just click no all the time. Just be like, nah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> man, that, again, that's that's not cool, man. That is not cool. Um, You know, we cars should be, like, I feel like cars should be as loud as they want to, honestly. Um, Do I like every loud-sounding car out there? No, of course not. And sometimes they can, you know, disturb the peace or whatever. But uh, if we could do any of the more active exhaust, you know, the cutouts, that would be really cool. Just to kind of like, you know, turn it up when you want and then turn it down when you, you know, when you want to as well. Here we go. But let's move on to another Motor Trend article that describes... The U.S. Postal Service ignores EPA's critique of new mail trucks and buys them anyways. Hey, that's great, right? That's pretty cool. USPS said, fuck you. <laughs> I'm getting this shit anyways. Wow. Uh, but look at, check out these vans, yo. That's, oh man. I'll be honest with you. These vans are, they're ugly looking. Have a very small hood in front end. And then it's like this massive forehead. <laughs> have have many uh USPS drivers got gotten in a lot of accidents that's why they need like the mega size 
um, windshield. I bet you that's a pain in the ass to replace. Mm. Alright. But let's get into the article itself. It says, The USPS estimated $6 billion deal with Oshkosh Defense for the new NGDV mail truck will proceed as planned, ignoring critiques from the Environmental Protection Agency earlier this month to not proceed to a decision. The EPA and President Biden administration highlighted the poor fuel economy of the proposed mail truck replacement and urged the Postal Service to reconsider more efficient alternatives. Postmaster Louis DeJoy said in a statement that postal workers have waited long enough for safer, cleaner vehicles to fulfill on our universal service obligation to deliver 161 million addresses in all climates and topographies six days per week. I mean, I'll definitely like completely agree with that. It, it's been time that they got an upgrade. Like, I'm pretty sure they've had the same freaking trucks like since I was a kid. Okay. That's a long freaking time. <laughs> um, I got a couple more details. I wonder if they got any more details about the truck itself. How bad is the mail truck? Ooh, okay. Let's see. The EPA claims that Oshkosh replacement vehicles only offer a 0.4 mile per gallon fuel economy improvement over the agency current fleet. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, okay, so maybe it's not that much of an upgrade. It's just newer. Really? They couldn't have done any better than that? Ah, oh, jeez. Which is... 30 years old. Oh, see, I was right. The, the trucks and SUVs that they're driving now are like 30 years old and lacks such basic niceties such as air conditioning. Wait a minute. So that mailman that I see every freaking morning or mail, mail lady too. Um, I've seen a few of those. But either way, those people out there don't have AC. Oh, that freaking sucks, man. I don't understand that. Sorry, I had to turn that down real quick. Um, Damn. The letter also complains that only 10% of the new vehicle fleet is contracted to be fully electric. Well, I mean, they can't buy, like... I, I mean, I haven't seen where it says how many new vehicles they plan on getting but uh I, I could imagine it's like a crap ton of them so uh that's that's just not that's not fair here's more on the abysmal performance of the proposed fleet from the washington post the new gas powered trucks would be air conditioning much to the delight of the letter carriers nationwide but with the air conditioning running they can average just Six, just 8.6 miles per gallon. Man, that's terrible. That, that, okay, you know, I mean, that, that is pretty terrible gas mileage. Um, electric, ve uh, electric vehicles, experts said, the industry standard for gasoline-powered fleet vehicle is between 12 and 14 miles per gallon. I mean, honestly, yeah, they could do better than uh, 8.5 miles per gallon. But at the same time, too, I understand why they don't want to go, like, fully electric because, I mean, I wouldn't either because these things have to, like, 
they've got to get a move on, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you, and I don't know if they're shared between different routes. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's just one vehicle does this one route and that's it. Like, I'd imagine that they share multiple routes. So if you got to keep this thing moving, like, I don't know, the better part of a day then yeah you need to be able to refuel and get back on the road asap um oh man look at all these stats that I, uh, nobody cares about but yeah no i mean they they don't look all that great but hey um at least they get ac now right they definitely need that let's move on to yet another article okay this one is actually coming from Car and Driver, and it says, Lamborghinis, but not Bugattis, were on board the Flaming Felicity Ace ship. So this ship is a, you know, it's a carrier ship, obviously, that transported a bunch of different um, cars over to the U.S. I believe it's heading to the U.S., but either way, it had caught on fire, and let's see what else it says. The Felicity Ace caught fire in the Atlantic Ocean near the, Az the Azores, Azores last week, and now we have learned that Lamborghini had Urus, Aventador, and Huracan models on board. The carrier ship was hauling thousands of Volkswagen Group models from their European production homes to the United States. Okay, so they were Volkswagen, Golf R, the GTI, the Arteon, and ID4 vehicles were on board as well as unspecified Porsche and Bentley models. And Bugatti has confirmed that it didn't have any vehicles on the ship. Holy crap, man. That's that's terrible. I wonder how it even caught on fire. But holy ah jeez. I'm I'm worried to see how much you could you imagine the like the total amount of damage or how much money where the damage has been done. And I mean, I, I read I read a news article like a month ago about this um this carrier truck that had like, I don't know, six of brand new C eight Corvettes that caught on fire too. And that was like, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of damage. Let's see. There's an update. Okay. A report in Insurance Journal Today says that the fire on the Felicity Ace is out. The journal cited MOL, MOL, <laughs> ship management, operator of the ship. The management company's statement reads, There is no oil leakage from the vessel. The smoke leaving the vessel has currently stopped and is not visible. Firefighting efforts from two, from two tugboats had started on February 22nd. Okay, so I mean, at least they got the fire out now, but... I wonder if it could have been one of the like, um, one of those electric cars. They had the ID4s on there, right? Those are electric vehicles. And honestly, there have been reports of electric vehicles just spontaneously combusting, essentially. I mean, not for like no reason. There's a short in like the battery or something, but that freaking sucks. Let's see if there's anything else interesting. The Felicity Ace is the car carrier that caught fire last week as it was crossing the Atlantic from Germany to the U.S. with thousands of new Volkswagen group cars. 
Um, the Mitsu OSK Lines, which owns the ship, has been issuing updates about the efforts to put out the fire. See if there's anything left on board to salvage. All 22 crew members were rescued from the ship when it first caught fire and no timeline was given for when it might be safe for someone to get back on board. Man, but... Oh, oh look, here's some numbers. Initial reports said that around 1,100 Porsche vehicles... Porsche? Porsche? I mean, you know, take your pick. <laughs> 189 Bentley vehicles and approximately 100 Volkswagen, Golf R, GTIs, Arteons, and ID4 vehicles were on the ship. Now we learn that Lamborghinis are also in the picture. Dozens of Lamborghinis, mostly Urus SUVs, as well as Aventador and Huracan models were on the ship. So this is going to be interesting to follow. Just to, honestly, just to see how much the total amount, the final amount of damages that's been done. All because of a fire. On a carrier ship. <sighs> Let's move into some gaming news though. And I pulled this one from Games Radar. Here it says very early Fallout New Vegas 2 talks are reportedly happening at Microsoft. That's right, folks. Now, Fallout New Vegas is actually, I'd have to say it's my, fi my favorite. <laughs> it's a uh, has to be my favorite Fallout because it's the only one I ever completed. And I mean, I started a few of the other ones and just never, never got anywhere with it, right? But Obsidian and New Vegas 2 are apparently all words that have been said at Microsoft, but don't expect anything for years. So, um, I mean, at least they're, they're talking about it is what it sounds like, right? Now it is mm. around the hollowed halls of Xbox Game Studios. There's apparently an interest and conversations happening around a sequel to the 2010 action RPG Fallout New Vegas. To be clear up front, nothing has been confirmed. Okay, but according to Jeff Grubb, who revealed this small but juicy little morsel of precious Fallout 2 New Vegas. Two news. I don't. I don't know where I've messed that up, but okay. Uh, during a Grub Snacks podcast with Giant Bomb, a sequel is something a lot of people at Microsoft are in favor for. He said it's very early, but people have begun to have talks and say these words in sentences. Well, hopefully, at least, right? <laughs> and these words are Obsidian and New Vegas Two. Grub said. We're talking years and years away. There's at least an interest and conversations happening about making something like that actually a reality. And honestly, this is where what? After all, with Fallout, New Vegas, developer Obsidian, and Bethesda now under the same big green roof, Following Microsoft's acquisition of the latter in September 2020, the licensing lines up. Well, I mean, that's that's honestly, I would say it would be. Hopefully, um, New Vegas 2 is the product of Microsoft buying out all these companies, which would be, you know, pretty cool. Um, but hey. 
would you, I mean, are you looking forward to something like that? I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Let's move on to my final article of the day. And I wanted to end on a good note. Y'all check this out. Boom. Here it is. It takes two wins game of the year at 2022 Dice Awards. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart takes home most honors. This article is from Game Informer. But that's right, man. It takes two. Congratulations. I mean, it definitely deserved it. It was my top three. I think it was third in my top three games of uh, of the past year. But it actually won it. <laughs> it won it. Game of the year. There you go. That's what's up, man. But here, it's got a list of uh, awards here, of all the winners. So, Ratchet & Clank did nail quite a few of them too, right? Ratchet & Clank got Outstanding Achievement in Animation, and Outst Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction also went to Ratchet & Clank. Let's see, what else did they get? Outstanding Technical Achievement went to Ratchet & Clank. Family Game of the Year goes to Ratchet & Clank. So, I mean, what? I think that's it. But, man, they got four awards. Which is pretty sweet. Which means I really need to get it. <laughs> Apparently, it's pretty good. So, I'll have to check that out. But, um... Have any of you guys played any of the Ratchet and Clank games? I always really enjoyed them. Actually, as a matter of fact, I really played the hell out of them during the, like, the PS2 era. So, I mean, I, I miss them. And now that I've secured my PS5, uh, like, a month ago, ready to rock, baby. Ready to load it up. I still have to finish playing um, the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima. Or at least get to the Iki Island part, because I've already beaten the game once. But I just really wanted the expansion. Then the Miles Morales. I gotta play that too. And this will probably be the third game I play on that PS5. But uh, anyways. Alright folks. Um, but I think that's it for the first episode of The Pit Stop. Thank you all so much for joining me in this live stream. Um, if you really enjoyed it, then consider uh, liking and subscribing. Remember, you can always just join the chat. Um, you can always just join in and chat with us next week um, on Fridays, uh, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Zone, okay? I really hope to see you there. But uh, until next time, see ya. Goodbye. <laughs>